0: Incense and Ashtrays talk today. Music talk for your soul. You know Incense and Ashtrays where we bring the history, have some music discussion. Oftentimes we're talking about old school stuff, connecting the old school music to hip-hop. Today we're going directly to hip-hop. We're going to talk about the difference between hip-hop and hip-pop. What up, chat room? What's up, deep uh, deep impressions? Dre Day, William Jones, BB Gangs. Thank you for tuning in, Ben Frank. On the line with me, I got straight from Afghanistan. The last flight out, made it back to America safely. My man, Mr. Larry Goodwell. What's up, dog?
1: What's up, man? What's up, everybody, man? The host of this show is a bitch. <laughs>
0: You ain't going to fight me, though. That's all I know.
1: <laughs> nope. Man, I'll nah. suit you. Now
0: nah, you ain't rough and tough to battle me to a battle of Fist of cuffs. you know?
1: Hey, man. Hey, hey. Look, we're discussing hip-hop. You, you let them people rap, dog. You don't do it. You're horrible at it.
0: Nah, Jap. I can rap. <sighs> Stand in my face. You yeah, will get I'm... slapped.
1: You dig? Hey man, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna sit on the phone, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do this shit for the next hour, hour and a half you. I promise you, I'm not.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No jive. This is all the way live.
1: Yeah, this is. You just created your own genre of hip hop. It's called hippo hop.
0: <laughs> Fuck you.
1: <laughs> Piece of
0: shit. Uh, Josh Hawkins says the Craig factors in here. <laughs> right, what's up, Jay Smooth? Nah. Thomas. Craig Factors
1: what's
0: up yeah Craig Factors and on the line you got a tough actor this nigga Larry you are not tough dog two punches okay. to the chin Well, I will win mm, Okay. then when I win I, mean, I will stand over you now. and grin stop. cause Dewan Brown ain't ever hey, committed stop, no sin no. I think I'm gonna turn around and watch a movie by story. Errol Flynn
1: Man, because you, you know, had cousin, you, you ain't nowhere it near next to me. Hey, man, will you stop it, dog? Will you stare <laughs> your at your fucking terrible ass, right? Dog,
0: they're <laughs> all gonna uncover hey, your
1: page if you keep. Oh, my god, dude, <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs>
0: hey, if it's it, if it's if. if, if... If it was some if it was some Jamaicans on the line, they'd be saying, "I I, I learned that from toasting." That's not toasting, nigga. That's old school jive, talk.
1: And then, man, we're not even gonna go there. We're not we're not gonna go there today because they think they, they think they created sure. hip hop, dog, and they did not. Hey, you know what's
0: no? Do you, you know what's especially insulting? And this is not to my brothers that are on, on cold. And the the, the cool—it's a lot of cool ass Jamaicans. Matter of fact, I think ninety-five percent of y'all are cool as hell. It's this small minority that's trying this bullshit. Oh, what's up, Kenji? Kenji in the chat room.
1: (laughs) Man, you let white people—you let white people watch your show?
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Kenji look like a red Sinbad. Dang. you look like a, some biscuits before they go in the oven. <laughs> this motherfucker. It's a. Shouts out to Kenji. <laughs> That's the man that designed my websites, y'all. So shouts out to him. Shit. Hey, but like, what's especially insulting is they saying we got toast. Like, it don't. It sounds more natural when you say jive. Like we call it jive talk or shit talk. Toasting just sounds corny. When I hear toasting. I think people are. I think people are holding up a, a glass of Chardonnay after they tell every joke. That's what toasting sound like to me. Like you crack a joke, you yeah. Hold up a glass of Chardonnay, toasting. Oh, it's
1: jive talk, I, nigga. Yeah, dog. That shit. Yeah, that shit. That shit looks stupid. Toasting, Toasting. <laughs> toasting.
0: Hey, yeah, dog. <laughs> That shit's terrible. Yeah, baby. We we about to talk about this shit right here. Oh yeah, Rip to uh fool. Rest in peace, Fuquan Johnson. That was he was a cool cat, man. Nah. Always nah. somebody that I would see out in the comedy grind, always somebody that had a smile. Always somebody that was one hundred every time I ran across Fu. Rest in yeah. peace, brother. Rest in peace,
1: fool.
0: And get well, Kate. Like the the white girl that's that they're putting out in that report. Kate's cool as hell with me. Like I you know Every interaction I've had with her has been one hundred. Like when it came to getting like people don't understand how segregated the comedy world is out here. You now you got white rooms, you got black rooms, and it's very little crossover between the two, you know? Um mm. especially when you're new and coming up in comedy. And when I was new and coming up in comedy, if I ever ran across Kate at a white run establishment, she'd get me on that stage. She'd go up to the book or whatever who was trying to smash or whatever the booker was trying to do and be like, you need to put this motherfucker up on stage. He's funny as hell. And so, and then when that was, and then when, once Kate blew up, she still, she always was 100 when I saw her. So get well to UK quickly. Also, man. Man, we lost food and shit. Nick.
1: Man. Yeah, man. I was, I was thinking about all my, L.A. brothers and sisters in comedy, man. They've been, I've been getting, y'all been getting hit, man, with some, with some tough shit, man. I hope everybody comes together, man, and you know, let's stay family and friends, up, man, because shit. Ugh. Yeah, some horrible news to wake up to, man. Yeah,
0: some horrible news, man. But anyway, we are here to talk about drawing the distinction between hip hop and hip pop. This uh last month has been a lot of good music released. Nas with King Disease 2. Uh, Kanye with Donda, and uh, Drake's uh, new album with the emojis on the front. You know, depending on your taste, I'm not here to. I'm not here to. Let's start off by saying here I'm not to big up. I'm not to shit on anybody. All right, we going we are we are gonna say things that are critical, but to the mature mind you should understand the difference between critical analysis and quote-unquote hate, all right? If you're one of the people who thinks just someone doesn't agree with your stance on something they're hating, then either have some patience and listen to how real grown men talk without these bullshit-ass emotions, or if you're too emotional, get the fuck out of here. Either way it goes, I'm fine. Um... But we want to draw the difference between... We have to draw the difference between hip-hop and hip-pop. Um, this is a conversation Larry and I was having on the phone earlier. We was like, shit, we just need to talk about this shit live. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the 80s and 90s, the streets put hip-hop... Said what was hot in hip-hop. That came through local radio stations, uplifting local artists and then the sound spreading throughout the country. You had to be good at one point, cause at hip, even now, not just at one point, even now, true hip hop, you gotta be good to get the recognition. Hip hop started becoming, when when MC Hammer hit in 1990, that's when the record label saw that they can make some money out of hip hop. And they started slowly changing things. Now, mind you, Hammer was still validated by the streets first. They didn't put Hammer on. Hammer put himself on. That shit just went so goddamn big. You know what I mean? That gave the record label, you know, the vision that that what they could one day do with hip-hop. And in my estimation, pop, the record labels really started to control the shots in hip-hop as you get to the early 2000s. And since then you've seen a lot of pop, hip hop, Drake, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, uh, what was that white girl a few years ago? Uh that T.I. That wrote Azalea. that song for. Iggy Azalea.
1: Iggy Azalea.
0: Yeah. These people that we see on these award shows all the time, but if you ask ten people, do they listen, do they actually listen to these people's albums? Nine out of ten, eight out of 10 are going to say they can't name two songs off the album. So the question always remains, like when it comes to it, is it truly being supported by the streets or is this some pop shit that's being thrown in our face? Lil Nas X. And I'm definitely not putting Drake in Lil Nas X's category, all right? I'm just saying they're all pop. I'm not saying they're the same. Um... Larry, when did you start noticing the difference between this whole hip hop and hip pop thing?
1: Like you said, Hammer kind of it, it. It started with Hammer, but when I saw when, <laughs> when I first noticed it, it was Vanilla Ice. They went, like, "Oh, vanilla hell, we got ice. white boy." When well, we we got a white boy who can dance good for a white boy, and he raps. That's when when Vanilla Ice came out That's when hip hop started Hip hop started They were like okay We got a white boy And we can make some money off this white boy It's it's a person that looks like us Doing what they do
0: Yeah and then Yeah you saw that um, And you know that's why like When it comes to music talk When people have these top 10 arguments and numbers You can't conflate numbers with true hip hop you really can't. Because the best hip hop isn't going to be some shit that's mass appeal. Like every now and again, you'll get a song that pops off like that. Every now and again. But the best hip hop is counterculture. So how can counterculture be popular?
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Because hip hop like, yeah, yeah. is not a go along, to get along ass art form. Now, it's been compromised somewhat. But it's not going along to get along. It's anti everything.
0: Yeah, and you see that going on right now with this whole situation with the baby. I'm uh, not the baby. Uh, well, well, the baby, him too. But and also with Boosie, they try to cancel Boosie over his comments over Lil Nas X. How?
1: When, uh, you can't
0: cancel hip hop over because they don't agree with the mainstream. What the fuck is this? <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's how you know that's how you know the corporate world has infiltrated hip hop when they are turning when they are turning counterculture. Like they're trying to cancel counterculture. And that's what hip hop is that's how hip hop started. That's how it started. Anti everything that's being put in our face. And then they're gonna try and cancel some motherfuckers who don't want the shit put in their face. And
0: that what well, trips me out of these people coming around trying to talk about the homophobia within hip hop like hip hop talks shit about everybody cause it goes back to the foundation of black American culture jive talk how are you going to sit back and cancel because the words cats used that was popular in the 90s they're not going around talking about hip hop is anti life with all the killing they've been talking about oh that's fine but now these motherfuckers want to call out the homophobia. What kind of? And this is this is what this is what was was going on. And this is for you people out there. This is just kind of what I see happening. You saw about six months ago an article came out where Jay Z was talking about he was ashamed of some lyrics he he had like back in his old songs. You hear about that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jay. Jay Z. Don't do it, nigga. Don't do it. You can't apologize for the words that you wrote that were true for a time in your life. You can't go back on that. You could say I've matured and moved on, but just rewriting stuff. If Jay-Z does this shit and he tries to push this lead for rewriting hip-hop in the past, that's gonna give these white motherfuckers authority and sanction to go after everybody who don't do it.
1: (laughs) And that apology was not genuine. It was, and it was like, hey, y'all, I said some shit in the past that y'all didn't cancel me for, so I'm gonna throw this apology out uh, so y'all don't cancel me, and I'm married to Beyonce. I know y'all love her. You can't cancel me. I'm married to Beyonce. You cannot cancel me. I'm married to the quote-unquote queen.
0: That apology wasn't genuine, dog. Get the fuck out of here. It wasn't. Uh, uh, Yeah, like somebody in the chat room, Octoria uh, said something that I agree with. When the 2000s came, I was confused where it was going. When the 2000s is really when... That's I call... You know me, I always call that early 2000s era the fuckboy era of hip-hop. You know, after DMX fell off, and uh, went, started going through his troubles. You know, people got to understand what happened in the industry. In, in the industry in 93, that's when a lot of these corporate heads got together and they started unleashing their plan to incentivize rappers to talk about all the grotesque things that they could talk about and leave the consciousness outside of the music. Too Short talks about that in an old uh, article written in 2008. I, I, I cannot find the link right now, but I, I should have had this shit ready for you. Um, but he talks about that and so by the time like the 2000s come that's when the you know late 90s that's when the hot boys hit with the bling bling era and that started a new thing that started really because we're well, not really started because bad boy was doing it a little bit before that you know that, that look at my diamonds look at my gold that shit but then in the 2000s that became basically all of radio play hip-hop. In the 90s, you had the flash and cash, but you still had real hip-hop that would get played the next song. The 2000s is when everything became about fuckboy shit. It became about rims, holes, and clothes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To the point to where mm-hmm. when Jay-Z released 30s and new Twenty, that was the most immature-ass version of a, an adult song I had ever heard in my life. Basically Jay Z was saying I'm I'm more mature because my wife look better than you and I don't need to put rims on my Bentley and I wear a suit. Nigga, if you only mature on the superficial things that you buy, you ain't grew up yet.
1: <laughs> and he was telling people, Hey man, uh take your jerseys off and throw a suit on and, 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 and get it tapered up But like You're more of a man because you have on a certain type of clothing. And uh, get that cornball shit out of here.
0: That nigga was Kevin Samuels before Kevin Samuels. Being a grown-ass man is all about (laughs) the image and how you look and how you appear and how people see you. That was the most, and and that was rocking. I I like the beat to that song. I love the flow to that song. But after about the 100th time listening to it, I was like, it ain't a damn thing mature about It was really when 3000 came out with his version of that same song. And 3000 was on some real grown-ass man shit. I was like, ooh, he just shitted on Jay-Z on his own track when it came to what a grown man looked like and how a grown man moves. Young men out there listening to me, how you dress definitely plays a part in everything. But it ain't got a goddamn thing to do with your level of maturity. Your maturity comes in your mind. It comes in how you view the world, how you see the world. Can you communicate without your little ass feelings getting involved? Can you provide for your family and do things and and lift lift others up when you're not feeling the best? That's real manhood. No excuses, doing it anyway, and allowing your progeny, your children, your woman to shine while you sit back and just glow. That's manhood shit. It ain't it ain't the fucking watch you just got. And that's where hip hop took us in the 2000s.
1: I got a homeboy. Do you know I wear, you know, I love sneakers. I wear sneakers any and every goddamn wear. And one of my buddies told me, hey man, I need you to stop wearing sneakers so much and put on some grown man clothes. Oh. Man, what the <laughs> fuck are grown man clothes? If if they make them in if they make them in grown man sizes, guess what? They fucking grown man clothes.
0: Yes. Yes. Hey, we got, some, we got some dick sucker in here talking about something. I'm not making sense right now. Jay was the blueprint. Jay didn't eat. The blueprint ain't even the name of Jay. That's that's not even an original name for an album. Blueprints already came out before Jay-Z created a blueprint album. What the fuck you mean Jay-Z's the blueprint? No, Jazzo is the blueprint. How about that?
1: The big daddy came. Big Daddy, Daddy, Daddy Kane, Kane is, is the blueprint. blueprint. Rock Kim is the blueprint. Rock Kim is Jay-Z's the blueprint. Jay not the blueprint. Jay Z's not. And I'm a and, and I I'm, I'm a Jay Z fan. I'm not. I don't. I don't like. I'm not gonna shit on him. I'm a I'm a whole fan. But he's not the blueprint, bro. He's not the blue. If you, if the blueprint is the two hottest rappers at the time get killed and then I'm thrust to the to the front. If that's the blueprint you're speaking of, then yeah, the, yeah, the, you're right. But no, he's not the blueprint. Uh, no, he's not. And you're a cornball for saying that, sir. Yeah, oh,
0: Dame. This was Dame Dash was the blueprint, right? <laughs> like, that's the thing of a lot of these emotional Jay Z fans. Like, they started listening to hip hop with Jay Z. That's when they started paying attention. They have no clue of music history because we had this conversation about Jay before, Larry. How, you know how I used to, I, I didn't like him at first, and then I really liked him, and then I went to back to like, eh. Uh, because Jay was always mm-hmm. around. Jay-Z was around when, when Ice Cube was on top. Jay-Z was around when Nas was on top, Tupac, Biggie. When hip-hop was hip-hop, pre-'96, Jay-Z was around then, too. He didn't get pushed to the forefront until the two hottest niggas got killed, He stole one of those niggas half of his lines. And most of the lyrics that Jay-Z wrote when he was popular in the late 90s and the 2000s, if you knew music, you'd hear where all them lines come from. He'd take a Maxwell line. He'd take a Luther Vandross line. He'd take a Lauryn Hill line. And then this producer would take a Bootsy Collins bass line. And it was an amalgamation of already previously ideas that had worked that he used his supremely talented skill, and I'm saying that very clearly, Hov is supremely talented, but he used what already worked and traced around it with his supremely talented skill. The whole wearing the suit, maturing, Big Daddy Kane was already doing that shit when Hov was wearing jerseys. So I don't want to hear shit about him being a blueprint or
1: nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, no, he's not the no, he's not the blueprint. I mean, maybe he is the blueprint. It, it all depends on what you're building. Like, so if, if 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 you're building a house with a with a with a shaky foundation and a lot of nice trinkets and shit on it, then maybe he is the blueprint to you, but not to everybody.
0: I've always seen Jay Z as the Elvis of hip hop. I'm gonna take a little bit of this, Ooh. a little bit of that, put it all together. Now I'm the king but none of it started with me. That's how I see
1: it. Yeah. 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 I I'm going to take a little bit of this, uh, a little
0: agree. bit of that. I'm not even going to re- remix it. I'm going to do it exactly the way you did it. And I'm going to trace around it with my skill. Now I'm the king.
1: Hey, deep, uh, deeper press I uh, mean, well, John Clark made a good point. I re- see. And that's what I, Juvenile had a song called "High." It was like his first big hit, and then he had a remix, and and Jay and Jay got on it. He he was, I remember reading an article that Foxy Brown was real. She was a real big Juvenile fan. Jay didn't know who it was, and he was around Foxy, and she was listening to it, and she said, "Yo, you need to check this dude out." So he listened to it, and uh, like a short while after, he was he was on the remix, and it was a genius move. Because he was an East Coast rapper and he jumped on the down South hit. And so that kind of endeared the South to him. Because before that, he had never been on no Southern shit like that. Born
0: 360 oh, yeah. said the best. Yeah. Yeah. Jay-Z is the blueprint of going along to get along. <laughs> but you made a point. <clears throat> and, and what not that basically what he did with the state property?
1: He, uh... He what. Well, State property, man. Pretty much everybody like that. State property. That's 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 Dame. That's Dame. Like damn That's Dame's work. That's Dame's work. Yeah, it's like he's really good he at just, like the, that, that
0: thing Kanye was mad at him with on a graduation album. When, when when Kanye said Kanye made a point. He said I did a song with Coldplay. Next thing you know, Ho did a song with Coldplay. That's what he do. He. He's very good at seeing what the next hot thing is and jumping on it before it blows up, and riding that wave. Mm
1: hmm.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that that that's what we saw in the two thousands. In the two thousands was an era where hip hop really lost its a lot of its essence and soul in the two thousands, and that's that created the environment for Nas to write the album "Hip Hop Is Dead." Because what was going on on the radio wasn't hip-hop at its root. But it's not that hip-hop was dead. It's that hip-hop started to become hip-hop. It started to become some some contrived form of music that the record labels controlled. And the record labels... See, let me tell you what the record labels do. People get on Jay-Z, what he did with Jay Electronica... How Jay signed Jay Electronica and sat on them? Well, that's that didn't start. Yeah, that was one of the most notable uh, times we've seen that with a great rapper. But things like this happen all the time. These record labels will have someone that that the, that the that the labels behind, they'll see someone else as hot, sign them, give them a couple hundred thousand dollars advance, a million dollars or whatever, fifty thousand dollars, and just sit on them. A lot of that shit was going on in the 2000s. It's not that hip-hop was dead. It's the people that could have kept hip-hop going oftentimes got signed and sat on. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, the, 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 <laughs> hip-hop, I mean, it's been a thing, but early 2000s when Nelly and the same lunatics, I don't want to say they ushered in hip-hop, well, damn it, they kicked that bad. They they were on the radio every three or four songs. Yeah. It was Nelly it was a Saint Lunatic. I'm like, man, you guys. And I, if anybody in here is from St. Louis and and they're offended, I don't give a shit. Nelly was horrible. Nelly, Nelly, was Nelly and the St. Lunatics were absolutely, they, they were absolute horrible.
0: All <laughs> All that shit that man,
1: get Man, get that shit! Our country grammar—that is, man, get that shit was terrible. am terrible I, it is.
0: I was about to bring them up, but I was like, "Nah, I'm, I'm already going hard on Jay Z. I'm not." But yeah, that whole Saint Lunatic sound wasn't shit.
1: That was yeah.
0: That sound—that's that's when somebody. I mean they started really talking about a lot of trash that's when a whole lot of this trash is really just like hip hop didn't have any roots in the 2000s and hip hop, real hip hop started to come back around the time Kendrick came out in the late 2000s. And because what the different, the thing was that's when streaming started to become more of a thing. And you started to see artists start to have more control because of the internet. Artists were able to start releasing their music out. To the public without having to sell them on the corner, like like we see our brother Nipsey doing. I remember, I remember when Nipsey first got started. I would see him um on the corner of Slauson and Overhill all the time at the top of the hill. I would either see him there or on that or on that big intersection with Slauson, La Brea, Stalker, and Overhill all meet. he would be sitting there in that center median. And Nipsey was always out there selling CDs to the point to where, like, we you know how it is when you start digging in your ashtray to act like you don't see that motherfucker in front of you. And so one day I just bought this shit, and I didn't even listen to it. I just bought it because I always saw the brother out there selling this shit. And then his next CD came out. I bought it because I would see him out there, and I wouldn't listen. Like I wouldn't listen to it. And then I heard then, then that then uh, he dropped that um, the Crenshaw EP. And I was like, that's when I started listening. I was like, hold on, hold on. This the nigga that been hustling on the corner this whole time. But it was because of the internet, you know, I was able to hear, hear him direct. And the internet has been a beacon of hope to a, to a lot of real hip hop. The hip hop is out there and we get to see it right now online, but it's not the shit the mainstream is gonna push.
1: Hey, some somebody in the chat room said that the that, that the Dirty South ruined hip hop. And uh, let me let me just clear this up. I'm I'm, I'm a Southern guy. I'm, I'm Houston, Texas. If <laughs> if the Dirty South ruined hip hop, then that means Outkast, Goody Mob, Big Crit, Scarface, Ghetto Boys. Uh, who else is from the Fino. South? Y'all get where I'm going. So if Sela, oh Goody Mob, uh, Hoop Dog. So if they ruined hip-hop then <laughs> I'm sorry I hear no not. I hear
0: what I I hear both sides of it because no I'm not gonna say the south ruined hip-hop because the South gave us three like I said all the names that you named the South gave us everlasting music through those guys but at the same time Atlantis gave us so much bullshit too man I mean oh my god I mean their bullshit to real shit ratio is kind of off kilter right now, bro.
1: No, 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 you, no, 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 you're right. But you're right. And so, and so, when I, I somebody was somebody in the chat room and said, "Stop hating on regions." So here, here's here's my point with that. Uh, the South gave hip hop a lot of bullshit, but it gave it a lot of great shit. Yeah. West Coast is giving hip hop a lot of bullshit, not a of great shit. St. Louis has given hip hop Nelly and the Saint Lunatics, and nothing to balance that out with. <laughs> That's why it no okay. they didn't okay, give. Okay, they okay, gave okay, us okay. They, <laughs> they gave us Nelly and the Saint Lunatics, and then they was like, okay, well here's here's Chingy also. Like here's we're gonna give y'all Chingy, and then after that they were like, okay, here's Jay Quan, here's Pretty Willie, whatever that dude's name is. It was a it was a constant stream of bullshit from St. Louis. So that's why I said what I said about St. Louis. And if you're offended, and if you're from St. Louis, fuck you.
0: <laughs> hey, every- you're right, every But you're right. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But like I said I also hear what the person said as far as the South, because the South is get, right now. It's pump, and it's been for about for about fifteen years, twenty years now. The South was the shit in the nineties. Since since the two thousands, man, that's the south is where you go. If you got some bullshit music that don't mean a goddamn thing, you go record that shit in Atlanta, and you will get blown the fuck up.
1: Mm hmm. Well, that's, you, and see, that's the difference. Of what you're speaking of is hip pop. pop. That's the shit that's on the radio.
0: Like that's the home it, of hip hop.
1: Yeah, yeah. There are great. There are great. There's still some great southern artists right now, but you don't hear them on the radio. Yeah, you don't I hear. hear him low, him on the way, you do not
0: hear Big Crit on the radio like that.
1: No, you're not gonna hear Big Crit. No, you're not gonna hear Currency on the radio. Nigga, my nigga, Devin
0: it. the Dude. See, you'll never hear that Devin nigga on
1: the, the radio. Well, yeah, we we play him here in Houston because he's he's a local legend, but they don't play him on the, unless it's uh, fuck you with uh, with with Dre. I just want to fuck you. That that anything with Andre, they play on the radio. With, with Dr. Dre, they play on the radio, but none of his shit mainstream at all.
0: Not at all. Now I'll tell you somebody who releases great music that's never classic. Rick Ross. I love man. I, I can't I hate that I like that nigga's music because he's a fraud, he's a now, fake. How you gonna steal name I from a real nigga that. who's still living?
1: But that nigga be jamming. Hey, I remember when you didn't like him. I remember when you didn't like Rick Ross, and then all of a sudden it was a shift. He's like, Yo, oh, Larry, this dude is jamming. <laughs> I, just, I gotta, yeah. I gotta give it to him. You
0: know when I had to I finally, remember. you know when I had to finally stop uh, being negative, because there was a few songs I kind of liked, but it was like, man, fuck this nigga because he's a fraud. But when he came out with that, when sixteen ain't enough with three oh, thousand, I was great. like, yeah. you
1: know what?
0: God forgives, I don't. Yeah, God yeah. forgives, I don't. That whole album, I like that whole album, and I was mad. I like that shit too. Like, oh, I can't stand. I like this fake, fraudulent motherfucker, but god damn, this music is
1: good. See, uh, so, somebody in the chat, well, well, Trauma, just, Trauma just mentioned Pink, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Sifu, uh, but I came across some of his music the other day. It was him and somebody else. I'm like, man, this dude is cold. There's so many great artists out right now. There's so many great hip-hop artists out right now, but you'll never hear him because the radio plays nothing but hip-hop. But if you're still listening to the radio for your so to, to hear great music, that's your fucking fault.
0: Hey, moderators. Here's my assignment. Anybody who uses the term hate, put them on timeout. Don't kick them out of the chat room. Let's put them on timeout. This is a place where you have to have a thought. If you, want to, if you want to talk and be seen as credible, you have to have thoughts beyond hate. You have to express a clear opinion from your point of view. If your opinion is you're hating, we're not in the third grade, we're adults here. If you want third grade conversation, go, there's plenty of places online to have that. Here, you don't have to agree with what people are saying, but you do have to express your opinion without using such trivial terms as hate. All right, we don't care to hear your opinion. If all your opinion is, is you're hating. This isn't the third grade, all right? Back to what we're talking about. Everybody (laughs) else that's talking, everybody else that don't agree with what we're saying, and you're expressing a uh, a, a streamlined thought, salute to you. I may not agree with you, but salute to you for having a thought in your mind that's genuine. Not you're hating. All right, back to what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> when it comes to, when it, when it, when it comes to like hip hop and everything, going back to what we were talking about, like with um, with, with like we talking about like Drake and his new album, Drake is the epitome to me of hip pop. Drake has been giving you guys the same shit his whole career. A monotone voice, okay raps, okay metaphors, and the same sound with no real evolution or progression of his sound. And so when it comes to pop, that's perfectly what pop is about. Pop music isn't about expanding the boundaries of music. Pop music has never been about and this goes before hip-hop. This is just pop music, period. Whatever's on the radio, whatever gets radio played. Was, was, radio play has always been about getting the most cookie-cutter sound you can get. That's why I always say some of the best music from the 70s comes from the B-sides, not necessarily the songs that were the biggest hits from those artists. Their best music comes from what wasn't on the radio. Radio's always been about what's cookie-cutter. And Drake gives them all of that. He has the bloodline of the foundational black American. His uncle is Larry Graham of, of, of Sly and the Family Stone bass player who invented the slap bass. And without the slap bass, you don't get funk. You don't get heavy metal. You don't get a lot of sounds in music without that slap bass. That was invented by Drake's uncle, Larry Graham. So he has the bloodline of the music. But he also got the bloodline of the people who run the industry. You know what I'm talking about with them little ass hats. And he makes music that is guaranteed to have a sound. It's like, it's a factory. It's, it's, it's no, no, no complexity. It's just simple, but done by someone who has a, definitely has a groove and who has a sound. So anytime he releases something it's automatically going to go to the top because there's a contention of people who just want, and that's, not just a contingent, a large, the mass of people who just want to hear something that sounds good. They don't know the difference. It just feels good. What do you think about Drake and
1: hip-hop, Larry? <clears throat> well, if, if, if music is nourishment or food for the soul, then Drake is fast food. Now, we all, like, a lot of us prefer home-cooked meals, but every once in a while you want something from in and out you want something from whataburger you want something from mcdonald's and the shit tastes great and, it, and it'll fucking run your blood pressure up and all that but you still eat it and you enjoy it <laughs> that's what that's what he is he, i mean you know i mean i enjoy fast food i'm a drake fan um I'm a fan of a lot of people that people would look at me strangely. And be like you like that person? I'm like yeah, I like Drake. I like Whataburger. I like fast food. Um, I know I can't if I eat it every day. I'm not gonna live too long. But I eat it every once in a while. I listen to Drake. You know, I, he's hip hop though. He's hip hop. He's hip hop. He's definitely. He's got the stuff. In a freestyle, he pulled his phone out. And started reading lyrics off his phone. For real? <laughs> that lets you know. There, yes, it is. Yeah, you can you can pull that up. Everybody in the chat room, I'm pretty sure, has seen it. But they they were freestyling, and he pulls out his BlackBerry and starts reading lyrics off the phone. That's how I knew he was. I was like, okay, this this nigga ain't no hip hop artist. He's a hip hop artist. But I eat fast food, so you know.
0: That's a great analogy because like when it comes to music when you're listening to real music, it's not a diss to Drake's music when I call other music real music. The reason why I call that real music is because it's performed and played by real humans with no help of anything other than an amplifier but nothing to help when it comes to Singing, for instance. Drake is going to sing through autotune. Teddy Pendergrass, when it came to singing, he had to hit that D sharp or the song wasn't going to sound right. You know, Marvin Gaye had to sing that F minor 13 and the musicians and the producers and the arrangers that created the music to go along with it had to come up with ways to resolve chords that didn't necessarily work well together and changes. That's the human element. The human element of music has a lot of mistakes. When you play music through a computer all the time and you snap everything into a perfect time and everything is perfect, you're not dealing with music because music is an amalgamation of mistakes. Miles Davis used to always say there are no mistakes in music. If you hit a wrong note, you only a half you only half note from bending it. You can bend it a half note either way, and you and you won't and you won't track. The flaws is what makes the music. When you playing with a live drummer, that it, it, it sway, the time may sway a little bit. Like when you put strings, real real life strings, in music, that's the breath of a song. The reason why they call an organ an organ is because what do you have inside of you? What is your heart? an organ, the drums are the heartbeat of, of the music. So when you have real people performing real songs without augmentation of, of artificial intelligence, you have the elements that nourish your soul on more than a conscious level. It goes, because music is going to your subconscious whether you whether you want it or not. But when you have your strings when you have your horns and your live drums and your live singers, you're now dealing with a real element. When everything is processed through a computer, it's like the analogy you said, Larry: fast food versus real food.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, you know, I, you know, it, it, it's not about hating or. Disliking, look for me. I'm not. I've never been a fan of pop music, you know. Even even when I go back to play my music from the 70s, go to my incense and ashtrays playlist. Look at my playlist and what how I have. Most of the music on them playlists didn't go number one when they came out, but it's a lot of good music that stood the test of time. Because for me, it's always been about the music. So I know I'm biased towards pop shit. That's why I wanted somebody like Larry to come on. Who's not biased, who who actually listens to the shit and likes it. Because once I hear computer, 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 I'm gonna hit next generally. But because <laughs> but because Drake is so popular, I've always given him time. I've always li- I've listened to every one of his albums top to bottom. Before, and that's why I'm able to say what I say. Because it's like, dude, I wanna like you because I met Drake a few times. Drake's a cool ass nigga. Haven't you met him,
1: Larry? Mhm. Mhm. Like yeah, uh, I, yeah.
0: I remember meeting Drake when he first popped, started popping off in the late 2000s. I would run across Drake at All Star Weekend every year, and it would be funny, and I, I, it would be funny because that nigga's the biggest basketball group you'd ever meet. I'm kicking it with niggas that are uh, warmers, ain't ain't seen them, ain't seen a minute in 20 games. Drake see us in the elevator, hey you such and such man, man shit I know man you can man I and I'm looking at this nigga like, don't you know that you Drake, (laughs) and this nigga ain't gonna be Mm -hmm. in the NBA in two years because he's sorry.
1: (laughs) 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 Drake is a humble cat, dude. I like Drake. Yeah, Mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. But you know what? That was then. <clears throat> that was then, that was then, that was in 2009, 2010, that was then, uh, that was 12 years ago, D. Now, <laughs> I'm quite sure he's not that same dude. So, if if I understand you wanting to like him, so you don't want to drag him or, or insult him, but I'm pretty sure he's done something to deserve it now. So, feel free to say whatever the fuck you want to say no, about
0: him. No, I've seen him since. I ran across him at the comedy store. Well, it's it? Long? It's probably like, it's probably yeah. like five years yeah. ago now. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Five, five. It was that night Mike Epps was on stage, and I ran across Drake, and I saw him, and it was what's up. You know what I mean? It was it was a quick. He, he don't he don't know. I don't, I'm not saying I know Drake, but it was a quick head nod because like he, he he I can tell he kind of recognized me from the times we used to party. It was just a quick head nod and a "What's up, man? Keep, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing." Kept pushing, but he was I, when I saw him at the comedy story, he was cool as hell.
1: Still, I nigga thought you was somebody's security detail. That's why I spoke to you. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga must play old line for somebody. Let me, let me, let me speak to
0: him. <laughs> Fuck you.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, it's a name that I've been seeing come up in the chat room cuz I've been kind of gazing at the chat room in and out. But the name Black Thought keeps coming up and I want to bring that I want to bring up Black Thought. Because Black Thought is the definition of hip hop. Man. He is the definition initiation of hip hop. That Def- I still that I nigga that that on sway, nigga. Remember that?
1: That his Oh yeah. Well, I'm shit. I'm all the roots albums. Hell,
0: all the roots albums. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But he's no, somebody who,
0: is. and look, and he's on the fuck, and he's on the fucking Tonight Show. He still don't get mentioned and get his credit for being hip hop. The niggas in your face five nights a week. You no,
1: know, the funny thing is, is that. He's 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 a supremely talented lyricist. He's otherworldly talented, but he's also on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. So he's in white people's face every night, and he still isn't like white people. Don't talk about him because they don't understand that they don't that lyricism. They don't understand that they don't they don't get that. it. They don't appreciate that. They don't get that. They get when you're up there. Singing a, singing a fucking song, a nursery rhyme, and and, and and you're and you're pregnant as a man, or they they get when you put on the dress, they they, they appreciate that. But Black Thought is a is a fucking hip hop artist and a and a for real black man, so of course he ain't going they ain't gonna respect him as an artist.
0: Black Thought is above their level their level of comprehension. That's hot, but for, but you, there's something about genuine realness. The pop mainstream can't comprehend Black Thought, but he's so good and so genuine, and such a base part of the stew, of hip hop, that you can't deny him. He still got the fucking Tonight Show.
1: You may not know
0: what's going on, but you know it's something awesome, even though you don't get it. That's why he keeps that job, and on top of that, they try to make it seem as if the roots of Questlove, not Black
1: Thought. Well, I mean, because he's the black guy with the afro that everybody knows, so you know, he's a black, he's black. And
0: no disrespect, but he's a black guy with the afro who who's going to tweet everything that the mainstream wants to hear. Yeah, that's just the truth, and no disrespect, but that's just what it is. But, you know, salute to Black Thought and just salute to the Roots. Salute to Questlove. Love. Salute to the Roots crew. The Roots crew means, and it was some, I heard it was some show last week that was dissing um, Black Thought and the Roots crew saying that they're not real hip hop. And it was a whole bunch of non foundational Black Americans. First of all, y'all need to shut the fuck up if your lineage don't come from here. You can't speak from it because it's our goddamn music, not yours. So you can't decide what's hip hop and what's not. Second of all, that's nothing I want to make clear. The only people who can decide what's hip hop and what's not are black Americans born here, period, point blank, that draw our family lineage from these roots. That's it.
1: Yeah, because one of the worst conversations, and I know a lot of white people who, who are hip hop heads, but one of the worst conversations you can have about music is talking to a white person about hip hop. I'm sorry.
0: Oh my god! That is
1: one of the worst because either either they're gonna either they're gonna say Eminem is the best, or they're gonna say some dick bomb nerd uh, rapper that nobody's ever heard of, that uses a bunch of SAT words is the best rapper. So I I try to steer away from having those kind of conversations with white people because that shit is the worst.
0: Yeah, you're right. That's nothing. We gotta get on these niggas that always want to put that will always want to shoehorn Eminem into their top five. 90% 90% of niggas who and people who go around shoehorning Eminem in a top five or they top ten. Y'all don't even listen, y'all can't even listen to a whole Eminem album. And then when y'all bring him up, y'all bring up some songs that nigga did back in the late 90s and the early 2000s. But he has the access to the mainstream. He has the machine behind him and ain't released nothing worth a damn listen to in 20 years. And that's with mainstream backing. He come out with some shit. Y'all be like, oh, Eminem is the great. A week later, ain't nobody talking about that shit. And that's been true for about 20
1: years now. No replay value unless you're a white person with, with, with mommy issues. <laughs>
0: that's about it. None.
1: The, the, I mean, he he has no, you know, the funny thing, everybody always says how Eminem, oh man, he killed Jay-Z on, on, on Renegade. Man, I I, I challenge everybody Please go back and listen to that song. And I promise I promise your opinion will change. He did not. He did not kill him at all. And Jarvis Jones, I agree with you, brother. But Scarface is, is my goat. Scarface is mine too.
0: See, like that's the thing with the whole Eminem thing of it. You know, this is how you know Eminem ain't ain't, ain't it. Anytime people who defend Eminem and who dick ride Eminem. What's the first thing they go to when they want to defend Eminem? Man, he got a sick, he, he got a nice flow. They talk about they talk about his flow and they talk about basically his flow. They don't talk about. They say he's a good lyricist, but they don't tell you what they, what his lyrics mean, how they translate. Okay, he has he has some words that went well together, fine. But what did they, what was he saying? It's never. About the music. It's about technical aspects of music. And let me tell y'all something. Music ain't technical. Music is a feeling. Music only gets technical for people who don't know how to play fucking music. There's nothing. The, technical, the technicality comes in for people who program the computers, goddammit. When it comes to music, music is a feeling. Music is all about how it translates to you emotionally. And the sad thing is you'll have black folks that it'll be 50 rappers whose music vibrates with them the better, but they'll kick 46 of them niggas to the side to shoehorn Eminem in because it sounds good. Because man, if I don't have Eminem in my top 10, my top five, people gonna be mad at me. Fuck out of here. Everything people Thank say Eminem can do, goddammit, so can Ludacris.
1: Dog, I do that on purpose because I don't like having that top five conversation. Is for corn balls and white boys like that. That shit is terrible. That top five shit. So whenever somebody asks me who's in your top five, I purposely leave Eminem out because he's not even in my top fifty. And then somebody will say, "I mean, so no Eminem?" I'm like, no, no fucking Eminem. Well, why not? And I always say this because he's white. I don't go to no. I don't go to no lyric. I don't go to no feeling. I don't go to none of that. I say he's not in my top five because he is white. <laughs> and he so makes rap for white people. Exactly.
0: I can't relate to Eminem. Matter of fact, he ain't the coldest. Thing. I think Royce is twice as cold as he is. Yep. But the the, the difference between Eminem and Royce the 5'9 is the difference between hip hop and hip pop. Right there. Yep. Just them two yep. niggas. Yep. hmm hmm And then the parts that Eminem that people like, they like Eminem when he was w- with Dre during the era Dre couldn't miss. If you released a hip hop album with Dr. Dre during that era, your shit was going to number one. <laughs> Dre could not miss with his production in in the 90, in the nineties.
1: I'm pretty sure Drake couldn't miss with production right damn now. Yeah, that's he's, true. Just, that's true. he's just he's just that mean he, He's dog. He's Doctor Dre. So, but yeah, you any everybody everybody was shining with a Dre beat. Everybody shines with a Dre beat. Everybody.
0: I said it before. It was like Count Basie and Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra had his biggest success with Count Basie and Quincy Jones. Fly me to the moon's his biggest song. Say no different. That's how Dr. Dre was. Is you you need a hit, and back in the old days in the fifties and the sixties, the, the the days of the jazz standard. If you needed a hit, you went to Count Basie. Two thousands, you need a hit, you go to Dr. Dre, and he was one of many.
1: Man, Eminem ain't even the fifth best rapper out of Detroit. I just, I just out of Detroit, I can name five better rappers than Eminem right now, in my opinion. Uh, name you em. got Royce, uh, Royce, Proof, uh, Elzai, Frank, and Dank. That's and then uh, Fat Cat, and that's six. That's six. Oh, Jay Diller, rest in peace. He's a better rapper than goddamn Eminem. Jay Dillard could rap his ass off. Uh-huh. And by ten, T three. That's nine rappers better than. Eminem from Detroit. I just named five, uh, nine of them.
0: See, there you have it. So, oh, did like, I say proof?
1: Did I say proof? I'm sorry. trying, did I say proof? I'm sorry. Proof. That's tail. <laughs> yeah, then
0: the chair room. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, and so that's where we are, you know, in the state of music. And so, whenever we talk, I think it's on us that listen and talk about the music. To always draw a distinction between hip hop and hip hop, two different sets of rules, two different standards, two different sounds. Yep. And you know, the two thousands, yep. the early two thousands, was also the era of when the club banger came. Because remember, in the nineties and before, the club banger was just whatever the uh, was just a fast tempos, good song. It was a good song, just had a faster tempo. It was still a good song. You know, that shit Naughty By Nature would released. and there was still good music. Mm-hmm. In the 2000s is when you got that era of, we don't have to uh, make a good song. We just gotta pump this shit full of 808 and make it bang for the club. And that's when you started getting music that you would never listen to in your car, Yin Yang Twins. But when it came on in the club, Nelly, hell, half of Nelly, a lot of that shit. A
1: lot of that shit was club shit. AD, not just club, not just club, because Atlanta is strip club. Strip it ain't just club. the club, yeah. it's the it's strip club.
0: That whole, what's his name, Rest in Peace? Um, he died in a car accident a couple years ago. Uh. You know what I'm talking about out of Atlanta. He died in a car accident a couple years ago. I'm drawing. I see his face, but I'm drawing the blame to his name, his music. A lot of them club bangers. Chatroom, chat room, help me out. What? The brother that died in a car accident a couple years ago.
1: Ah. That that's that's gonna be. Somebody in the chat room, help. I help see the nigga's face to. right
0: now. But I cannot think
1: of the short, name. Short. Oh, they said short. Sh- sh- long. Shorty long. Shorty long. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that club banger music. That that strip club music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where you can have a hit that wasn't necessarily a good song, but when you would, when you when you got when you're around them eight oh eights in the strip club in the
1: club, that shit go. Mm hmm. That shit That's go most Atlanta music right now. That's most Atlanta music right now. Yeah,
0: no substance, no mid range, no complexity, nothing. Just eight oh eights, a hi hat at playing sixteenth notes, and somebody riding that beat.
1: Man, but hip hop and see, but got we got to kind of be careful with that because. There's some hip hop songs that are just straight hip hop, but then white people start liking them, and they and, and they play it on their station, and now it's a pop song. Like kids, yeah, a lot of times they, yelling, yeah, a lot of times not they don't white people don't only gentrify neighborhoods, they gentrify songs and albums too. So we gotta kind of watch it because, uh, like you said, they they gentrify. I, I love myself from to Pimble Butterfly when that song came out. I was like, "Oh, Kendrick could've be on some bullshit, dog. You made this whole positive ass song. I don't want to hear this stupid ass shit. But I ain't like it." Because white people was playing it on the radio station every three minutes, and then I heard the album. I was like, "Okay, you more than redeemed yourself with this masterpiece." But they'll gentrify one song, one or two songs, and and make them a pop song.
0: That's true. But they they did the same thing with Stevie Wonder. You know what I mean? They did the same thing with Michael Jackson. Look. They listen to our music. They always act like they don't. They listen to our shit first because that's where they get all their shit from. And whatever has the faster tempo, whatever has a fast tempo, not too much pocket, they're going to gentrify and put into their side. This is what we got to understand that. The reason why they do that, because true hip hop is dope. And if they were honest with themselves, real hip hop would run the the day. But they're not honest with themselves, so they gotta get whatever, they, they're gonna get some real music, but it's gonna be one out of twenty songs. That's the whole thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a proportions game. It's never all or nothing. You can't survive on all fluff. You gotta throw some real meat in there every now and again to make it, re- to make it appear real. You know what I mean? So there will always mm-hmm. be genuine hip-hop that crosses over to pop. But those those who understand genuine hip hop will, will be able to know the difference
1: yeah oh yeah Man. and but you know, there are some now there are some white folks who you know they know real hip hop they they do they they do and, and but they still stay on cold. They 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 stay on cold when it comes. So when it when it comes to Eminem, they stay on cold. I've never heard a white person say the Eminem is trash. And never. I've never heard a white person say they they don't like Eminem ever.
0: You, you hit on point. You see, you hit a point. You said they stay on cold, and that's something that black people don't understand that there's no shame in doing. Like you said earlier, I say I don't like hip hop Eminem because he white. There's nothing to apologize when it comes to that because even your coolest, closest, dopest white, quote unquote, friend. When it comes to the subject of country music and the sounds that they've already dentrified, you'll never, you'll never see them coming around and helping you out when it comes to talking about a black person in country or what, something else like that. They just going to sit there and act like, you know, Hey, it is what it is. You know, you know, okay, they don't like black. They may mention, you know, yeah, they don't like black people in the country, but they ain't gonna do nothing about it. When it gets mm-hmm. to the part, of, like when Neely Fuller says, when it gets to the, the point of doing something about it, they ain't gonna do nothing. So you can't, you shouldn't be ashamed of that. It ain't racist. It's defending what, you, it's defending your art from a group that has been known to steal your shit. And we have to, as black people, be unashamed to leave a cultural inheritance to our to our lineage. We can't let people come around and stomp on our lineage and with their bullshit ass opinions and let that shit ride. No.
1: John gotta, Clark said hip hop is an FBA art form. Period. We don't have to apologize. Man. Period.
0: Period. That's John Clark, thank you for that. Thank you for that, John Clark. Because it is, when it's our shit, there's no need, no reason to apologize. None. At all. So, matter of fact, we have to be, as as black foundational black Americans, we have to be more vocal. We have to get to the point to where other people are uncomfortable voicing their opinions around us? Flat out. Because how comfortable are you of going to other cultures and ultra other groups criticizing their music? Would you ever go to a, to a Mexican and be like, man, Mari, mariachi sucks, man, because they don't... I mean, they, 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 they got a fucking tuba for the bass. Why don't they get a real goddamn bass? What's wrong with this shit? Would you do that? <laughs> Would you go to the the Chinese folks and the Japanese folks and be like y'all got too much in y'all music what's that what's that what's that, what's that shit do you do that nah, think about this shit. we don't we don't go to we don't go to to, to, to to German music and be like y'all speak too harsh calm down nigga. shit Say it more subtle. We we don't go to we don't go to Jamaicans and be like, nigga, y'all need to stop saying bumba clot in y'all music. What the fuck is bumba clot, nigga? And what's all that dooch, 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 dooch? What the fuck is this in the dance hall? Y'all got the dance hall got the same goddamn beat every song. Reggae got the same goddamn beat every song. We don't go around talking about why the fuck don't reggae change their rhythms up. We let your culture be what it is.
1: And I'm over here crying at the way you would do Other people's music, dog, you, dog, you know,
0: dog, you know that'd be some bull. Look, you know, you know, Pitbull is some bullshit. Oh, horrible! That Pitbull music, uh, do, 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 uh, do, do, do 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 get the fuck out of here with that same goddamn beat, dog. It's
1: no, it's horrible. It's ho- that dog, shit is... It's-
0: Tr- reggaeton is trash.
1: Uh, man, um, uh, reggaeton is horrible.
0: These other it's groups of music dog. literally play the same beat under everything that they do. You don't see us going around in y'all culture saying what y'all should and shouldn't be doing? Criticizing y'all artists? Why do your artists suck? Why do y'all producers play the same goddamn beat? Y'all producers ain't shit. We don't do that to y'all.
1: Man, uh, reggae tone is like the soundtrack for for tethers who 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 know that they have African ancestry in them, but but they but they don't really like they sticking their toes in the pool. Like we know we have it, but we don't want to be it. So we want to keep instead being white, of reggae, huh?
0: But we want to keep being white.
1: Yeah, we want to keep being white. So let's just invent a whole genre of music called reggae tone.
0: That's some bullshit. That shit is t- Terrible. It's terrible. Remember tell
1: you what? Go ahead, go ahead. You ever been you ever, you ever been to a Pitbull concert?
0: Hell no, and I ain't going to one either.
1: Dog, me neither, but I've seen one, and them motherfuckers go crazy for that shit.
0: I've seen them on TV too, and they, they be jumping up and down and shit with them lasers popping in there. That's what they like about this shit. It's people with no rhythm that just like the to bounce up and down like a fucking pogo stick. <laughs>
1: it's just terrible.
0: Like, how would these other groups feel if we started talking about being critical of their cultural music and saying the things that their cultural music needs to change? How would they feel if we did that?
1: They would they- probably feel picked on because they all know that Music started with us in the first fucking place, so they probably feel picked on. Like you guys are bullying us.
0: Fuck reggaeton and, and all that shit. It's like, man. So, like I said, like so when when people with these other cultures come over here and want to be hip hop critics, no, 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 no. No.
1: No. Reggaeton. The huh. fuck is reggaeton? What the, what the fuck is that?
0: Mickey Knox said what reggaeton is and sheet music. I Sheep just saw mu- that. Ha, hilarious. <laughs> 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 yeah, my thing is this. Black people, we got to... Going back to a conversation I had on my show a couple weeks ago. We have to be comfortable. We have to get comfortable offending other groups. Let's just talk real, Larry. Let's talk real about this shit. We have to be comfortable offending other groups. Let me clarify what I'm saying when I say that. I'm not saying go out and just be offensive to be offensive. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. You notice whenever black Americans, whenever we stand on our square, other groups tend to get offended. Mm-hmm. Why should we as a group not stand on our square, just so we don't offend other people. That's oftentimes what we do. In order to go along to get along, in order to just keep the peace, foundational black Americans generally just concede and let other people have it. So we don't offend them. But in the process, we're offending ourselves. And we're defending our culture and we're defending our we're offending our lineage we got to get to the point as a group who are we going to be okay with offending ourselves or other people because it really should not be offensive when another group stands on stands on their square we as black americans we're not offended when mexicans stand on their square we're not offended as long as you not sit standing on our shit. you know we, we're not offended when Y'all have Trinidad Day. We're not offended when y'all have Jamaica Day. We're not offended when y'all come around with y'all rice and beans and all that bullshit we don't eat and, and y'all jerk and, and and shit we do eat. We're not offended when y'all bring that around. It's like, oh, okay. We gonna kick it with the Puerto Ricans today. Cool, we ain't tripping. So if we're not offended when you express your culture and you stand on your culture square, why are you offended when we do that? For ourselves. Hmm. That's what I mean by we have to be comfortable offending other groups. Because at some point, they'll stop being offended and they'll get real. They're only offended because it's the cognitive dissonance in their head. They've been taught that we're, we're the compromising slaves. So when we step outside of that compromising slave role, that cognitive dissonance offends these motherfuckers. We got to get to the point to where we don't give a fuck.
1: We shouldn't at all because it all started with us in the first fucking place. So, fuck offending other people. I actually like offending. I like doing that, dog. I know you 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 do. Go ahead. I, I, I really do, Doc. I really like making other races, especially white people, especially them. I really like making them feel uncomfortable.
0: That shit do be funny. You ever notice when you walk in and it's like you're in Vegas and it's crowded? White people don't like to get out the way.
1: mm I speed up. I speed up and I take bigger steps. Like, I speed up and I take bigger steps. Are you going to move out my way, Chad? You're gonna you're not you're gonna do
0: it. Nigga, I realized that when I was like in my late teens. My you know my parents we used to go to Vegas all the goddamn time. And when we was walking through the Caesars Palace Mall, I'm over here dodging white folks like Barry Sanders.
1: Mm-mm. And I hey, realized you too big for that.
0: I was like, if they run into me, they lose. So now, so since that exactly I started walking, I do exactly how they do. I will be looking to the left, I'll be looking all around my I don't need I don't look straight. I be looking all over the place like them. Boom! And they hit me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gonna get a yeah. concussion, bitch, not me.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, Nas does have the best. You know, and I'm gonna tell you another thing. Why? So Drake came out. Uh not well, Ka- Ye came out, Drake came out. So you know who's coming next, dog? Kendrick's coming next.
0: Hell Hopefully yeah! Hopefully,
1: Kendrick. Kendrick's dropping. There. He's going to shut all this shit down. I, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting he's going to drop one of the greatest hip hop albums ever. His album, his next album is going to be one of the greatest ever because it's taking him this fucking long to, to make it. So I know it's going to be perfection.
0: His last album with TDE.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: And I want to see what this is about because it's like, man, come on, Kendrick. I like—I don't like when people leave the group because of the safety—it's it's a safety in the pack. But you never know what's going on behind closed doors. So you know, you—he's he, making the move that he feels he needs to make. But Kendrick and TDE has been a blessing to music. Yet the whole crew.
1: It's one of the it's one of the greatest greatest groups of talent in, in, in hip hop history. Music history really. I mean you got him, Ab Soul, Schoolboy Q, Isaiah Rashad, J Rock, SZA. Like that is a great that is a great group of talent right there. Like I can't think of anybody I can't think of any label who's had a greater amount of talent sent Doc since Death Row. Like they're yeah. probably the greatest they're pro- they are probably the greatest label since Death Row. Yeah. TDE. Yeah. And this is like the equivalent of like Ice Cube leaving NWA. Like like damn dog. Yeah. Leave? Like
0: it hurt a little bit. It hurt a little bit. But we know Kendrick got the talent, so. Kendrick is going to land on his feet wherever he go. I'm not saying he needs anybody, um, but yeah. I am saying that shit. I like I like the combination that brothers make together, the mm-hmm. whole crew.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, Kendrick, do your thing, my brother, man. But, yeah, I think that he's going to have an awesome album. I know it is. The fuck y'all talking about in the chat room? Yeah, his verse on Family Ties got me excited too.
1: I'll tell you, yep.
0: That man, Family, that should, family Ties got, verse was nice.
1: It got me excited and it pissed me off because I'm like, man, come on, man, hurry put the fucking album out. <laughs> it <got me> excited. <laughs> come on, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> come on, I'm selfish, dog. I'm a selfish fan. I need you to put our album out.
0: Nigga, but yeah, y'all see here. We ain't, you know, we ain't here to hate on any artists. We're not here. We're just here to talk about the distinction because at the end of the day, the foundation of Black American culture of hip hop, a, is up for criticism. Anything, music is always up for debate. We could talk about it, and our and our culture has to be protected. We have to draw distinctions. We gotta draw distinctions between the powers that be that control the music and the music itself. And I don't hold any any apologies for doing it. And I will do it more. And I may come at you and offend certain artists that you may like. And I'm, you know, and I'm just here to tell you if you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. If you come around my chat room saying hate, I'm gonna have the, I'm just gonna have, to, gonna have to, the chat room uh, moderators. Time you out in the chat room, so you know. In Cincinnati, where we talk about music, the good, the bad, and the ugly,
1: you did. That's some cornball shit. Because I don't say something that you don't agree with. I'm hating, man. That is corn. That is corny, corny, corny.
0: That is corny beta male bullshit.
1: Hey, hey, Dark Knight just asked what you think about uh, Donda, Kanye's album.
0: You know, I appreciate Kanye for being Kanye. I like certain things musically he did. I like the bass line on that song he did with Lauren Hill. But, you know, it's like how it is. <clears throat> the last Kanye album I life was Life of Pablo. But, and, but even that, I, I didn't replay it. I replayed that a few times. Um, Kanye makes music now that I, I, now I, pre- I appreciate it, you know what I mean? Because I appreciate, here's what I appreciate about Kanye. He's always moving forward in his sound. He's not, Unlike Drake, Kanye's not settled. He's not going to just get a cookie cutter Kanye anything. He's a lot like uh, Miles Davis in that way to where he continually pisses off his core fan base because he he moves. He's constantly moving on and music always needs the 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 type producers and artists that are going to keep pushing things forward. And that's what Kanye does. Am I, is it an album that I, will probably listen to the album one more time and I'll probably never play it again. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I've heard it like twice. I'll probably hear it one more time and I'll probably never play it again. Um, but I appreciate Kanye for at least being someone who pushes the art of music forward. And I also know as critical as I am of music, I also know that I'm not the end all be all of everything. I don't have to like it for me to appreciate it. I don't like I don't really like a lot of the music on the album, but I hear advances in music. Anytime music is getting pushed forward, I'm I'm am I'm a fan of that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> he ain't asked me, but I ain't like the shit.
0: <laughs> Speak on it.
1: <laughs> I ain't like the shit at all. I'm like, oh man, it's goddamn Kanye. And that's not even because I'm I'm wanting him to be the old Kanye. I'm like, man, I just don't like the new Kanye. I don't like. I just didn't like the album. A couple songs. I mean, I like I like more the guest appearances than I liked the album. I like the Griselda. I like them being on there. I like the locks. Um, but other than that, man, shh, God damn uh fuck out of here! You made us wait for that, like people... <laughs> you was holed up in the in, in the in the stadium in in Atlanta for that to put that out. <laughs> That's what you was having listening part. Dog Sidney Castillo tweeted out and this shit was hilarious. He said so. All y'all people at them God, the listening parties was lying to us. Uh, cause if you if you listen to everybody who went to the listening parties, they were they thought that this shit. They said that this shit was gonna be one of the greatest albums ever. You know
0: what that is. Anybody who would take time to go to a Kanye listening party is a super fan. And it's something about being in, if, if you're in the, being in the energy of all those yeah. people, it'll yeah. feel a certain yeah. way. I, I get it. You know, if I'm in the arena and I'm feeling the energy of like-minded people who like this particular artist and them 808s is pumping and that sound system is moving, is doing what it do. It'll feel great. <laughs> but then when you leave that state and put that shit in your car,
1: uh, so your AirPods. You're like, man, this shit is sorry as hell.
0: Yeah, I like, I like what he's doing. Like I said, I like the fact that he's always moving forward. That's what I like about Kanye West. Outside of that, I ain't I, look. But also, I didn't like that uh, album he did with Jay Z. What was that shit? That bullshit ass out ten years ago. Watch the throne. Watch the throne. That shit was trash to me. What to me? Watch the throne was just loud. It was just a loud album It had all these bells and whistles playing in every goddamn beat and two pompous arrogant assholes talking about a whole bunch of shit that i don't relate to hmm. i had not like that album my my favorite out late registration graduation and um register uh, uh drop the first three drop albums god damn it i'm dyslexia yeah than
1: I, yeah i like though i liked uh 808 and heartbreaks i like the life of pablo i like Jesus. See,
0: 808 and heartbreaks was the same thing i liked that he was pushing things forward musically but i didn't like the album
1: i like I, I appreciated what
0: he was doing artistically
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i like Jesus, and then i was then i like the life of pablo and then i'm like Kanye, oh, yeah, man you you're tripping dog
0: yeah, I like Life of Pablo. It's not It's not an album that I replay a lot, but I, I like Life of Pablo.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't like this new album though. That shit yeah. made me mad, dog. I'm like, man, I, I might punch that nigga in his chest if I ever seen him. Like, nigga, you made us wait for this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you made us wait for this bullshit. Hey, man. But shit.
0: The fuck? Oh, yeah. You got an. Tell them where your show is on YouTube, nigga.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a show called Shooting the Shit, uh, where we're literally shooting the shit. We're at the gun range. I'm trying to, I'm I'm wanting to promote black gun ownership, gun safety, especially black uh, gun ownership amongst black women. You can find my uh, shooting the shit on my YouTube channel, Larry Goodwell. It's spelled just like it sounds. Larry Goodwell.
0: All right. I'll get, get the link of it. Text me the link of your fucking... I'll get, I'll get the link of your channel, your channel after this show and put it in the in the comments.
1: Dog, I'm, I'm pretty set, dog. Star gonna do it in like two or three seconds. Oh, yeah, He's Star, can cheeky. you please... Uh, Star cold. With Star cold dogs. as hell. You be, Star so be on this shit in the chat room, boy. Man. Not shitting on the other mods because I'm one in here too, but listen, look what I tell you. There she go. She is... <laughs> sure be cold. With it. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shooting the shit. Yeah. And we're gonna yeah, well I'm um we're gonna film we're gonna film it out. Do you want you wanna do one in Dallas?
0: I don't know if I'm gonna have time to do it in Dallas because I'm gonna be seeing so much family. Okay.
1: Gotcha. Okay. But when All you right.
0: come out we're to LA, be- hell yeah. And y'all know when Craig, okay. whenever, when, when uh next month, when Larry come out to LA, he's going to be on Craig Facts with us talking that shit. Yeah. Also, yeah, you know, I y- y- y'all go, go, go follow my link tree. My sample packs are coming out pretty soon. I just got another pack. When, I'm, when, when I get my instance and AsherAid's website up, I'm going to release to everybody a free sample pack. Um, And then we're going to, yeah, then I'm going to release to y'all the real shit after that too. Um... Somebody in the chat room (laughs) said Drake is boring. You know who I look at Drake. (laughs) To me, Drake is the Will Downing of hip hop. Y'all know, y'all know. I love my mellow R and B, but I cannot stand Will Downing. Will Downing puts me to sleep every time. (laughs) That nigga sound like a yawning seal. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Will Downing is a downer
0: Oh my god Will Downing is like Bad indica weed The kind that It give you a headache mm-hmm. And put you to sleep like, It'll put you to yep. sleep Like an indica But they give you a headache
1: first now, At some point A lot of Drake albums oh, It gets to a point Where it's very boring They're a lot more boring Than J. Cole albums
0: Yeah 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 J. Cole don't boring, was boring. Oh my god. J. Cole, Will Downing, and Drake put me to sleep. Yep. I and I yep. appreciate, I appreciate everything about J. Cole. He's a dope artist. He writes about dope concepts. He has dope lyrics and you know, good wordplay. But J. Cole puts me to sleep. Jay Nyquil Cole. When I listen yeah. to J. Cole, I remember remember when J. Cole was at All Star Weekend. And he helped uh, somebody out in the dunk contest. That was the first yeah. time I ever yawned during the dunk contest. Like, he made the dunk contest yeah. sleepy. Just being on <laughs> camera. Just being on camera. That nigga J. Cole put me to sleep. Uh, Jay, Jayla says she love her some Will Downing. <laughs> I'm not hating. Salute to Jayla, man. Jayla does- Jayla, I appreciate them candles she sent, man. Jayla sent some of the dopest. Man, I've been burning burning them candles Jayla sent me all goddamn week. Especially on Friday. On Friday, I was on the mushrooms. (laughs) So you know when you're on the mushrooms, the smell's got to be right.
1: Absolutely.
0: Nigga, I had one of Jayla's candles in my living room. I had another one in the bathroom going. And another in the other room. Just so every room I walked in smelled like. Heaven, Essence, and Glory and shit. Them candles was the (laughs) shit. And I'm not hating on J. Cole. I'm telling y'all, J. Cole's a great artist. I'm not... Look, if you like J. Cole, I love it. If J. Cole is your sound, he's your sound. But for me, I appreciate everything about J. Cole, but he puts me to sleep.
1: Yeah, he's a... After a while, it gets very, very boring.
0: Yes. J. Cole is boring to me. Like I like it's it's at the end of the day, he he has all the technical aspects, but I still need to be entertained a little bit.
1: Oh, you're not supposed to yawn while listening to a hip hop album. You're not.
0: You're not. It's like listening to I said pain hey man, it's like listening to Will Downing. Yeah, I get J. Cole got bars, but them bars is boring as hell. Yeah, they,
1: they good uh, bars,
0: but they NyQuil yeah, they, bars.
1: They, they're coding bars. Yeah. If They'll I feel like... Sleep after a while.
0: You know, sometimes it's a hot, warm summer afternoon. You, know, you ain't really got nothing to do, so you just figure you sleep a little bit of it off, but you ain't that sleepy, but you're kind of tired because you've been smoking. Mm-hmm. Put on some J. Cole. You will get a good three-hour nap. I promise you. And you'll wake up feeling revitalized and fresh. Just make sure you play something <laughs> you just, else when you wake up. Did you say revitalized and fresh? Yeah, you'll be revitalized and refreshed, feeling like a new summer day.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the chat room.
0: Yeah, Rip MF Doom. Oh, you said Rip MF Doom. One, one, one. Uh, ben Frank said it first.
1: I mean a bunch of people said it. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, as long a bunch as you didn't say said it, it.
0: Fuck you. And also when when and when when Larry comes to LA, dog, I'm telling y'all, I would say he we, we we gonna fight, but I know he don't want this fade. So I know that, but chat room, you know, yeah, get on them. Like, tell 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 Larry, nigga, to name the same name the place and the time. And I'll beat that nigga's ass on camera for y'all. Let me know if y'all want that. Hit number one if you want to see me knock Larry out within three punches. Hit the number one. (laughs) Hit the number one right now if you think I can knock Larry out within three strikes.
1: Man, you know what? If they all hit number one, then they're under the impression that fat means tough. But fat don't mean tough, dog. Fat means fat. And I'll whoop the the host of y'all's favorite uh, podcast ass. I'll whoop the ones ass, y'all. Look, look, sinister one. John Clark typed in 15 ones You know, fuck y'all. <laughs>
0: hey, Doctor Sinister said he can't wait to see you. He can't wait to clown your ass in the Craig chat room. <laughs> that nigga Doctor Sinister <laughs> be me you want, you want a nigga that, that nigga consistently be me laughing in them chat rooms. I'll be seeing
1: that nigga. I'll be I'll be seeing him. That's all right. That's all right, Doctor Sinister
0: hey that nigga that
1: nigga somebody said super one wow <laughs> super guru one cam 99 <laughs> nigga says that's super guru cam, one that's
0: my guy guru cam is a good brother
1: a good no, he ain't. a
0: good positive brother
1: nah he, Up, ain't. he uplifts he the community he
0: said take somebody larry said take him larry to the slossin so i and leave him there hey man i ain't been in the slossin in a minute
1: yeah, Larry's been to the sl- Sloss and swap meet.
0: I used to go to the Slauson swap meet. I used to pass that motherfucker every... That's, that was the street oh, I took Slauson to get from our house to my gran- grandparents' house. I passed that Sloss and swap meet, goddamn, every day throughout the 80s and 90s. And I stopped in that hole maybe 10 times total.
1: <laughs> Thank you, John Clark. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Throwback hey Joe. Yeah.
0: Mickey said Larry fight white women on meth.
1: <laughs> Man, I see. Yeah, I see that Mickey Knox, that stupid ass usual name. Mickey <laughs> Knox. You sound like a failed eighties rock star, nigga. Mickey <laughs> Knox.
0: Justin wanna <Warner laughs> ask, do, do y'all like Earl Sweatshirt? Short answer no. Like, I look, I've seen Earl Sweatshirt live in concert twice. Once he opened up for Flying Lotus, and I just saw him last month. He opened up for Kamasi Washington. And I appreciate Earl Sweatshirt for what he does, and he has a sound. But his sound is not something that I've been personally spend time listening to. But I wish that brother all the success in the world because he's really tight with a lot of musicians that I know, and he's a good he's a good artist. He just isn't my style. Yeah, I,
1: I, I like I like Earl. I like Earl. I like Earl. I like I like that whole crew. I like Earl. I like Tyler. I like all the boys. Yeah, I like our future.
0: But well, speaking of shooting the shitting guns, I'm about to, have to sign off because, you know, California. When you buy a gun, you got a ten day week ass moratorium before you can actually go pick it up. Well, today is number ten, so I'm about to take my ass down to the gun shop and get my new Smith and Wesson.
1: 38 oh, special. man, that is so cute! You got a gun with six bullets in it. I'm so happy five, for five, nigga,
0: it. five. Oh, five! Damn, five! Five shooter, bud.
1: Goddamn. Okay. You know well.
0: California, you know LA. We we now get that CCW. So when it comes to that concealed, I wouldn't. I ain't trying to carry around some shit. Nope. Just give me a little bit to carry, just a little bit. I don't need much. If I can't get away from you, if I can't get you in five shots, it's probably over with anyway.
1: Yeah. Well, all right, man.
0: They 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 know where they can find. Y'all know where y'all can find, Larry. Um, yeah, get my sample packs. Get my T-shirts. Y'all know. Y'all know my shit, you know. Get some of these T-shirts. Get them now. Get them now. On the website, I'm gonna have some more. When our Incense and Ashtrays website comes up, I got a different style of t-shirts that I'm be putting up over there. Get ready for my Mountain Funk More t-shirt that I'm getting designed right now. That's gonna be launched along with my Incense and Ashtrays website. We're gonna have a lot of music-related merchandise t-shirts over there. Um, I'm over here giving y'all. So remember this: there are no perfect messengers. Only perfect message is for those who are willing to pick up the game. My name is DeJuan B. And for Larry Goodwill, we out. Hey.